Lindsay. I've got a question about the ma- like our our masquerade parties sexy or like like what's the thought process here i feel like you know because they did it in the cinderella story with um hillary duff again mid-2000s um and i think it's the it's the mystery behind you can fall in love with somebody who you're not really sure who it is that's creepy that sounds creepy to me yeah no as i say it as i say it (laughs) um do you find masquerade parties sexy I don't know what you look like. Wow. You know what? I think society has made them to be that way. So that's yeah, what when I'm I, saying. When like I, I'm watching this, I'm like, yeah. this is kind of weird. To when be I honest. think about it off the top of my head, I'm like, yeah, like it's mysterious, kind of fun, you know, like hoo-hoo. But <laughs> like, no, I guess when hoo-hoo. I when I really think about it, I'd rather know who I'm kissing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> than not. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I that's, see your point. Like a masquerade ball, I think, is like 0.5 away from just a swingers party. Let's just. Oh have my a god. Party. Oh like, my god. Welcome to the Rom Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. And you've found us. You're joining us here. That means educated guests. You probably love romantic comedies. Awesome. We do as well. So this is a show where we re-watch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Just, Just My luck. luck. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you follow, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can also leave a review there as well, and we love to read those. Um, and it helps people find us. Um, Instagram, you can uh, follow us at Romcom Rewind. You can also send us messages that way and as well on TikTok. So Michelle sent us a message. She said, first off, I love, love, love this podcast. So thank you. I don't listen to the episodes in chronological order. I like watch the movies first and listen to the episodes right after. As I'm writing this, I'm listening to the Runaway Bride episode, Bob, LOL. Here is a couple of my go-to rom-coms that I highly recommend for future podcasts. When Harry Met Sally, which we haven't done. No, yet. we haven't. We actually meant to do it, and we didn't around yes, fall. It's yeah. kind of a fall movie. Uh, the second one is Always Be My Maybe, and we did do that one, so yes. definitely check that out. Three, She's All That. Four, Never Been Kissed. Five, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. And six, Sweet Home Alabama. I'm really looking forward to doing all of these. She goes on to say, I'm a new mom, so thank you for being my daily entertainment as I change poopy diapers and feed my daughter and find my footing as a mom. You guys are the best. Oh, that's the sweetest thing. Thank you so much, Michelle. That was such a wonderful message to get. And shout out to our guy, Bob. Got done dirty in Runaway Bride. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Poor Bob. (laughs) So Just My Luck is a 2006 romantic comedy directed by Donald Petrie. Uh, Donald also did How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Really? Yes. Wow. And Miss Congeniality. No. You're wowing. Are you implying that maybe this is a step down from those movies? A little bit. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. I mean, I love Miss Congeniality. We haven't done this yet, but... Just My Luck is the story of Ashley Albright, played by Lindsay Lohan. Ashley works for a PR firm, and she's remarkably lucky. Like, they lay it on real thick in the first five minutes. She kind of hits every green light, always finds a cab, every scratch ticket wins kind of thing. On the other hand, we also meet a guy named Jake Harden. He's played by Chris Pine. He is the opposite of this. Notorious bad luck. He steps in every puddle, falls down every staircase kind of thing. Guy can't catch a break. Uh, Jake is also managing a band called McFly. That's a side story. So the crux of this story is that through a fateful kiss at a masquerade party between Jake and Ashley, their luck 
actually switches, with Ashley having every bad thing happen to her while fortunes turn for Jake, and Ashley kind of goes on a mission to find out how she lost her luck, or rather to whom. Because remember, it was a masquerade ball, so she doesn't really know. Hold it! Oh. Thanks. You're welcome. Six o'clock? Okay. I thought we were taking a jet. This takes us to the jet. This is definitely going in my diary. Ashley is a good luck charm. This isn't mine. This is it. Sarah Jessica Parker's. You are the luckiest person in the world. Taxi! <laughs> Please tell her that I'm not lucky. We were voted prom queen at Franklin High, so. We went to Jefferson. Jake is a bad luck magnet. You're fired. You're firing me, you don't even pay me. But on one special night, I was just about to ask this lovely lady to dance. One kiss switched their luck. Who was that? I don't know. My shoe. And that, without giving too much away, that's the tee up to our story. What are your thoughts on Just My Luck? So I remember when this movie came out. Yeah. I think I was like 15, 16. And again, those mid 2000 rom coms, you know, in a year, there'd be like 10 new ones every single year. And they were so good. And I remember watching this one being like, oh my gosh, I love this. Rewatching <laughs> it, it's still cute, but my thoughts have changed, I yeah. think, on this one. And a lot of times I still love a lot of the rom coms, I still love them for what they are. This one, you know, I, I don't necessarily know if there was the, all the chemistry that was there in other rom-coms. Um, I did like the odes to the the mid-2000s, the fashion, the, um, you know, what was popular then, the music. It was just, you know, the band McFly, for example. They, they describe it as a mix of, you know, Blink-182 and I can't remember exactly what they say. but like Guns N' Roses or something it, like that. But it, but it it really is that. Like the, around that time, you know, Blink-182 was massive. And a lot of the songs that they played kind of were true to the mid-2000s, which I, I, I enjoyed. Um, but these guys were like the next step after, like the... Um... Yes. Um, what's that? 303? Is that what I'm thinking about? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know what, though? I did like 303. There were some really good, really good songs that they came out with. Yeah. Really, really good bops. Good bops. I don't know if bops hey. is a, a, a chuggy word, but <laughs> here I am. Hey, we've gone this many podcast episodes without saying chuggy. Um, You know, in every movie, I try to find the good because, you know, you, you don't want to listen to this podcast and we're here crapping all over these movies. Because what's the purpose of a romantic comedy, right? It's usually to make you feel good at the end. So to that extent, this movie checks that box. <laughs> um, there should probably be a fun journey to get to that point. Hey, right. the journey was kind of fun. Checks that box too. Yeah, it was, it was entertaining. That's probably the only two boxes oh. that this movie is going to check for okay. me. But you know what? Mostly the thing that bothers me is just the story and the execution of the story not great. Like, the acting isn't bad. Some of the jokes are pretty funny. The cast is actually surprisingly pretty strong. Oh, absolutely. I, I completely agree. There were some good some good uh, cast members in there. Yeah. So you, you look at different, like, individually, there are parts of this movie that's really fun. So to that end, I kind of enjoyed rewatching it. With that said, the way the story itself plays out... I probably rolled my eyes eight or nine times rewatching <laughs> this movie. Is that fair? I think that's fair. I, I think so. I mean, <laughs> when it came out, I think you, you enjoyed it. 
it oh, was for sure. what it was what the time was like what was popular what was happening right um it was a cool take on a new teen rom-com i guess it's not even a teen rom-com but like a rom-com right like well, like, what was, you know what, great example, what was Lindsay Lohan, who this was, like, probably the height of her powers, or maybe as she was coming, but, like, what was she doing before this? Herbie frickin' Fully Loaded she did Herbie was fully the loaded. year before this. Mm-hmm. Freaky Friday was in 03. Yeah. Those were the kind of movies that were hitting big, which I'm sure if we rewatched both of those, we'd probably have some eye roll moments, just because it was a sign of the times, right? It was kind of yeah. the... The I'm, vibe of the times. I, I mean, guess. you also have the big hitter, Mean Girls, which like I skipped over that one because that's genuinely a really good that movie. is <laughs> one of the best movies. Yeah, you ever. can rewatch that today and it's still great. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Like that movie stands the test of time for like a teen rom com. Yeah, that's just Herbie Fully Loaded might not though. Yeah, I mean, I liked. I I have seen that movie a few times. Um, so like you said, she's really really lucky. Like. She has a horseshoe up her ass. It's almost like it's the name of the movie or something. Just my it's... luck. Yeah. I mean, so so it starts off, uh, you know, she's really, really lucky. I think it's like some sort of magic, really. It's it's not luck. It's magic. Um, she pitches a presentation. So she goes in and she pitches a presentation. Everybody else is stuck in the elevator, including her boss. And so she has to do it herself after getting to work early, you know, getting free stuff, you know, blah, 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 blah. The list goes on and on. She lands the account. She lands this this music producer. Yeah. So the guy's name is Damon Phillips, who's kind of like a big shot. Um, music producer. Yeah, I think. M- yeah. Record producer, whatever. Played by Fajon Love. Love him. No pun intended. He, he actually is great <laughs> in this role. And the boss is so impressed that, you know, she gets her own office, she gets her own company credit card, and, like, so freaking lucky. They lay it on so thick. They do. How lucky she is. So I want to go through some of the other things. She gets Sarah Jessica Parker's dress by mistake. She gets absurd. Yeah, gets to work um, early. She gets on the right elevator, meets a dream guy in the elevator, gets his number, then gets to go on a date on a helicopter, then a plane to go and see a basketball game i think yeah the the thing about the elevator too is that the other elevator got yeah. stuck and that's yes. why she had to present to damon phillips because everybody else was stuck in the other elevator so. yeah gets her own office gets a new credit card lands the big client and that's just in the first like ten five minutes. Yeah, yeah 10 exactly. minutes and then it pans over to our guy chris pine jake harden jake he is so unlucky that it's actually, for me, when I was watching this, this is the part, and I think I mentioned it to you, I was like, oh my God, this is like, this hurts my heart. Like, this oh, is terrible. Oh, it hurts your heart. Do you feel really bad for Jake Harden? I do, and it's also <laughs> tough to watch. You know it's a rom-com. Like, he's going to end up I on know. top at the end. <laughs> I know. But I was like, this is really hard to watch. Like... <laughs> I feel bad, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, my God, guy, get your shit together. So, like, he gets shit on by birds. He yep. gets hit by cars or bicycles. He picks up a $5 bill filled with poo. dog poo. Yeah. Splashed by cars, like, multiple times. Loot, like, splits his pants. His He's running, holding his pants up so that they don't fall. Yeah, some lady runs into him. He tries to help her up with his pants down. An officer oh, thinks yes, that something bad is that. happening. Yes. It's all horrible. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just... I think in the 2000s, that was, like, appreciated. 
oh we probably you thought know? that was hilarious yeah we were like oh my god this is really really great in oh 2021 gosh. sarah's like oh this poor soul <laughs> I so how bad. does he live his life seriously <laughs> you're no. really like intimately oh connecting god. with poor jake harden over well here. i mean chris pine come on who wouldn't connect with him okay Hold yeah. on. First scenes mm-hmm. with Jake Harden. Did you find him attractive at all? Even though it's Chris Pine and you know he's attractive. It's really funny that you say that because I don't know what it was about mid-2000s guys' haircuts. <laughs> but None of them were good looking? I didn't like his haircut. Yeah, no. Like, I, I was like, oh, Chris, like, you're so hot now. Like, what kind of hairstyle? And then I'm like, it was this the mid-2000s? hairstyle for guys and i'm like i think it was like i really think that most actors and most people in general had the this kind of haircut i don't even know what to call it yeah i don't know what to call it either it's funny how we transitioned because into the 2010s every guy every attractive guy like grew a beard they got a little bit more grizzled but like with with, but then the haircut was a little bit more clean cut i feel yeah. Grizzled beard, clean cut hair. But let's just be thankful that he didn't have frosted tips. Oh, Jesus. Oh, six. Yeah, no, you can't pull yeah, off frosted exactly. tips anymore. So yeah. thank thank God for I that. Like... You know, we didn't have the Justin Timberlake uh, ramen noodles. <laughs> <laughs> Which now looking at his hair, how did you pull off the ramen noodle haircut? I don't understand how that's possible. It doesn't physically seem like it should work. Oh, it's just really unfortunate. Like, did he... I, I know nothing about hairstyles. Can he put, like, rollers in his hair to make that no, happen? No, no, no. His hair is naturally curly, I think. What? Yeah, but yeah, every yeah. time, every picture you see him, it looks straight. He he either has naturally curly hair, which I think he does, or he gets perms. But I'm, I'm pretty sure, and everyone correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure his hair is curly. And during that time, you frosted your tips. That sounds dirty. But you... <laughs> You you got your your hair you got the tips of your hair frosted. I don't know how to say it better, but yeah, there's um, no way making it better. And because of that, like his curls, like I'm trying to think of any other per like any other actor or like singer that I know that has really curly hair like that that frosted their tips that wouldn't look like that. And I can't think of anybody else. We're gonna our our kids are either gonna think that's a euphemism for something or that it's like hard drugs. <laughs> like oh yeah, I had some frosted tips like dad what like, what a wild child no no no, no, no. it was a haircut guys oh Chill out a little my bit god <laughs> yeah like i mean chris pine is soup back to this like back to chris pine and his hair um yeah like i mean i think his unluckiness or his his way he went about how be, being unlucky like his pants falling down what he was wearing he was wearing cut off cargo shorts or cargo pants it wasn't attractive but then when he cleaned up like when he was be- when he became lucky he was wearing that leather jacket i was like damn he was in utility mode he assumed everything bad was going to happen to him all the time so those cargo pants were probably filled with bandages pliers anything you might need in a emergency you, situation you are so right yeah. i can't even question that because <laughs> i am sure that that's exactly what because that's was. a plot point. He has this yeah. bag yeah. that he then gives to Ashley once she starts having bad luck. And it's yeah. like, this is the bag of... And then, okay, so he we it, it then moves. He's going to his job. He works at a bowling alley, which is across the street from his apartment. And he is also the manager who discovered this band called McFly. Mm-hmm. Which I find it so funny that, that he works in a bowling alley and like the band, that's where they play. But they're all British. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, just what a, you'd think that they would come over to America, like to already the US, having a already manager, having a manager yeah. or like, like, were they just on holiday and they were discovered by this guy and they decided to stay? Like, 
I just have so many questions there. So if you're traveling halfway across the globe yeah. to start your music career and you show up in New York City and you see Chris Pine, Jake. Yeah. That's not the manager I'm going to hire. I'm not like, no. hey, this is my guy. I already, I either already have a manager or I'm, I'm just not going with that guy. Yeah. And I'm not moving there to play in bowling alleys, guys. Right. <laughs> like, and I mean, like, my other question, too, is like, I mean, the UK is huge for, like, grunge punk. And, like, did they not make it there before coming to the US to make, were they trying to get somebody to kind of look at them like Blink-182? Like, what was there? I just have so many questions. So many questions about McFly. Yeah. You know? Did you, like, I mean, I'm sure we've already realized they were actually a real band. Yes. McFly really exists. McFly does exist. And it is the most mid-2000s band name. <laughs> it reminds me of Marty McFly. Oh, man. That's, that's probably exactly future. what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw that and I was like, oh, my God. Like, what are we? Back to the future? Like, of course. I was thinking like uh, like tricks, like skateboard tricks, because there's a McTwist in skateboarding. Is there a McFly? Is there a McFly? I don't know. I feel like it had like a similar vibe, though, to Back to the Future, you know, just different colors, red and, and yellow. Red and yellow? What do you mean? Like the when, like when you see the name McFly. Oh, you remember the band poster. Yeah, I do. That's attention to detail that I did not care for. <laughs> I did not care enough to pay okay, attention well, to that. Okay, well, I did. So this movie, we've established, you know, Chris Pine, Lindsay Lohan, McFly, I guess. I find this movie to be, this is going to sound like a pun, a changing of fates style movie. Not just in terms of the characters. I get it. It's <laughs> I a, it's a movie about luck. I understand. <laughs> I'm talking about the actors, mm, like okay. Lindsay Lohan being the lead, mega mm-hmm. superstar at the time. Big time, huge. As we know, her career changed significantly after mm, this. That it did, yeah. Chris Pine, not really quite even a big deal yet. So I want to I, I want to play a game with you. Okay. Let's do a freeze frame on this movie. It's 2006. Just okay. My Luck just came out. All right. Let's freeze frame the entire cast, every single person in it. Rank who had the better career from this movie on. With the knowledge that I know? With the knowledge you have now, let's say. Okay, well, so who I think has the biggest career after this movie? Yeah. Chris Pine, 100%. Of course. Wonder Woman, you got all of the Star Trek movies. He was the lead in a Star Trek franchise. And it, so good looking. <laughs> and just like, I mean, he was in other great movies Horrible as well. Horrible Bosses, yes. Unstoppable. Yeah, great stuff. Yeah. Huge. Okay, so that's definitely my number yeah, one. You, you nailed number one. Good awesome. job. That was the easy Woo! one. Who you got at number two? Because I think I have the correct answer here in front of me. From this movie on, I think she did a few more movies after this. Um, Lindsay Lohan. Not yet. What? Okay. So um, I'm going to slide in. Okay, go okay. ahead. Take another No, no, guess. no. That's okay. I'm going to slide in Missy Pyle, who played her boss, <gasps> oh, Peggy. She was also in Fifty First Dates. Oh, yeah. She she was... um The drink, the, the fishbowl lady. Fishbowl the drinker. Lady. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, okay. She was also in Ben Stiller's Dodgeball. She was like <gasps> that aggressively Eastern European lady. Yes, yes. She was great. But after this movie, she had 42 total movie roles after this. What? Not after all, this point? After this point. Holy shit. Not all okay. of them are winners. Most okay. of them are sideline roles. But like she was in Gone Girl. Really? She, she's in the new Jumanji. Oh, what does she play in the new Jumanji? Uh, she's like some kind of coach or something. Oh, wait, the brand, the most one, like the brand new one? The second uh, one? Uh, no, no, no. The first one in the new run of Jumanjis. Oh, I liked those movies. Did you actually? I did. You might be one of the few. Wow, oh, you no. really did? You know what, oh, though? I nice. was really scared of Jumanji growing up. It really like freaked me out. So these ones have like a little bit of a lighter twist. There's that guy with a gun just trying to hunt them. That is freaky. Okay, who you got at number three? Bree Turner. 
No, she's further down the list. Okay. Um, the other bestie. No, she's number four. We're gonna put Fajon Love. Fajon Love. Okay, the, what was the he guy in? who plays Damon Phillips, yeah. the the music producer? So he had twenty five movies after this one. Oh my god. Yeah, he was in Couples Retreat. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. Back up. Lindsay Lohan is still not. No, Lindsay Lohan's still not. Stop. I wouldn't put her above Missy Pyle. Probably not above Fajon Love either. Wow. Okay. Couples Retreat. Yeah. Life as we know it. <gasps> He had he a role was. in a TV show called Step Up, High Water. Okay. It literally just came out two years ago, and they oh. had two seasons of it. Oh, cool. He was on a show called Real Husba- Husbands of Hollywood. No. He was a husband on that show. Stop he was it, playing I want to watch it. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and he also had a role for a few episodes on the TV show Blackish. Oh, I love that show. Great. Great right? show. Like, that's, that's not a bad resume, Fajon. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to put you above Lindsay Lohan still, who you got at number four. Can we say Lindsay Lohan No, now? I'm not going to say Lindsay Lohan. Are you Lohan. kidding me? Because Samara Armstrong. Okay, she was in the OC. She's the one from the OC. Okay, yes. She's the best friend. I think she is Maggie. Maggie, yeah. Yeah, the blonde best friend. Mm-hmm, Brie mm-hmm. Turner's the brunette best friend. Yes. Okay, wait, she's above Brie Turner. Yeah, because the OC would have put her out over So that. the OC ended, uh, her role in it ended in 06. So let's oh, let's okay. give her half credit for that. But the OC, that was a big role in the huge, OC. Huge, huge. She starred on a show called Resurrection. She also starred in a show called The Mentalist. She had oh, roles. The Mentalist, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she had roles in Sons of Anarchy. Oh, oh you're going to love this, Sarah. Agent Carter. Oh, I liked that one. <laughs> Arrow. She she was in an episode of Arrow, Oh, too. she was. Yes, yeah. I remember. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. Yes. NCIS. She's had a few small yeah. little roles on these TV shows. Okay, I like it. Now, after this, admittedly, it gets a little slim. Who you got at number five? Can we say Lindsay Lohan? No. Stop it. It's going to be the band McFly. <laughs> no. Yeah. Because yeah. they had a guest role on the show, Top Gear. They were on Gordon and Ramsay's The F Word Show. They were on the show Ghost Hunter, and they were in an episode of Doctor Who. Doctor Who's a big deal, Sarah. Yes, Doctor Who. That is, is huge. like a cult following fan oh, favorite. It is a fan favorite. I know people who have rooms dedicated to Doctor Who. And they're also just like a popular band, but like in terms of TV content, I would still put them above Lindsay Lohan. I am perplexed. Yeah. I don't understand how this can even happen. I didn't, okay, I didn't know that McFly was a real band before (laughs) this. So I'm stunned a little bit. Uh, Now I think we need to put Lindsay Lohan. It came down to Lindsay Lohan and Brie Turner. Lindsay Lohan literally only gets this spot because she did have Georgia Rule. Oh, Georgia Rule. Yes, yes. Was that in 2006? 2007. Seven, So it was the year after. That's basically the only significant thing she has done since this movie. Like a few small roles here and there. She did some scary movies, I thought. Um, Yeah, none of them went anywhere. Okay. She has that hotel in Greece in Lake Mykonos. And that's honest to God. And she has a TV show about her hotel in Greece. Brie Turner was in The Ugly Truth. She's had a few small roles as well. She was in The Ugly Truth. Yeah, she was like the assistant to Catherine Heigl's character. That's right. She is the Judy Greer to Jennifer Garner. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Yes. She's like the friend character in all of these. She's never actually a leading person in anything, I don't think. No, but she's a great side character. And you might disagree with my rankings. Feel free to reach out on Instagram at romcomrewind. Well, no. I mean, like, you're kind of basing it off of factual information. Yeah, I'm just looking at your IMDb, bro. So now back to the movie. Yeah. Are we at the masquerade ball yet? Yes. Okay, so she's planning the masquerade ball, and the way she's describing it to her boss, it ends up turning into the actual event. Only everyone will wear masks. 
Interesting. We'll have a DJ, circus performers, fortune tellers, atmosphere smoke and neon. And they're at the party. And, and it's funny because everybody else is wearing an actual mask. She comes up with the idea of a masquerade ball or a masquerade event. And she's not even really wearing an actual mask. That's the irony that I thought was interesting. That was interesting. She's wearing this like veil, half veil over her face that's pink. And it's cute. It's super cute. But like... It's not actually a mask, Lindsay. I've got a question about the mask. Like, are, are masquerade parties sexy? Or, like, like what's the thought process here? I feel like, you know, because they did it in the Cinderella story with um, Hilary Duff, again, mid-2000s. Um, and I think it's the... It's the mystery behind it, you can fall it? in love with somebody who you're not really sure who it is. That's and creepy. That sounds creepy to me. Yeah, no, that as I say weird. it, as I say it, yes. <laughs> um, Do you find I masquerade think, parties sexy? Uh, Ooh, I don't know what you look like. Wow. You know what? I think society has made them to be that way. So yeah, That's what when I'm I, saying. When like, I, I'm watching this. I'm like, yeah. this is kind of weird, to be when honest. When I think about it off the top of my head, I'm like, yeah, like, it's mysterious, kind of fun, you know, like, hoo-hoo. But, like... <laughs> No, I guess when I when I really think about it, I'd rather know who I'm kissing. Yeah, <laughs> than not exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I That's, see your point. Like a masquerade ball, I think is like 0.5 away from just a swingers party. Let's just. Oh have my a god! Party. Oh like, my god! We don't. Is that guy oh. married? No idea. He's wearing a mask. Could be. Could I not. don't even know who it is. Yeah, so. I don't know who that guy is. Oh, it's let's my throw our keys in a fishbowl at the <laughs> at the door. Seriously. See where the night takes Seriously. us. Seriously. Well, and you know, she even she even puts at the side of the the event venue. Over here will be the VIP area. We'll have champagne, only the best. Oh yeah, Don't VIP tables, VIP and tables. you can close a curtain. And so, like, what are you implying? She, she here? says, like, um, for extra privacy and to see where the night goes, or something Why like that. Why do you need privacy? No, I know. I'm well in a aware. Party? That's weird. We're in like a concert hall. There's some questions that I have about that. Well, and that's more or less what happens with her boss, Peggy. Yeah. And, the... uh, and Antonio, her uh, her neighbor. I remember this and I remember being so like, oh my God, he's, he's a male escort. If you go back and look at how the conversation goes with Antonio and Lindsay, you actually do see the fact that she is in fact asking... Like basically hiring him. Oh like yeah. The way certainly. it's worded, the way the script's written is like really he is she is hiring him. God, there's always another date. There's always another woman. Yeah. Like oh wow, what a womanizer. And yeah. Like, oh no, male <laughs> prostitute actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Male escort. Male, excuse me, male escort. Yes. So at the party, she also had hired a tarot card reader, and she gets her cards read quickly. Doesn't really finish it, but the you know the um the card reader says, oh my gosh, like you know. You're very lucky, but be careful. You could lose that luck. And of course, Lindsay brushes it. Ashley brushes it off and says, "Oh yeah, like whatever. I'm really lucky." It was the wheel of fortune the card, wheel of fortune. but it was upside, upside down. down. Wow, it's spinning. Yeah, I don't believe in tarot cards, so I'm just. Oh, okay. So Jake's story is that he wants to make it into this masquerade ball where Damon Phillips, Damon Phillips the is. record producer, is there. Yes, because he wants to get their CD. Might I add, it's a CD. He wants to get this CD to Damon, and he gets basically rejected at the door, and so he pretends to be one of the dancers. And so he gets in that way. He puts on the, on the, the outfit, dances a little bit, and then kind of sneaks off and meets Ashley. And so they go and dance, and they make out. 
And as they're making out and kissing, the fortune teller, um, the tarot card reader, flips another card that is the fate card. So I think at this point, you're like, oh my gosh, are they fated to be together? We even have like magical music just to really hammer home to the audience something magical is happening. It's like... Yes. Like I said, it's not luck, it's magic. But now she has bad luck. She starts to break a heel. She rips her dress. She rips her dress, which I don't know how she would rip her dress, but I guess at the back. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jake goes outside... He's trying to approach Damon Phillips with this album, and Damon Phillips almost gets hit by a cab, yeah, and Jake saves him, and he also scampers away from the cab, having no injuries, and Damon is like, wow, I'm forever in your debt. What can I do for you? And Jake's like, <laughs> how about you effing hire my guy's McFly? And Damon's <laughs> like, absolute, bring him over to the office. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> We go back inside to the event and Ashley, on the other hand, gets arrested because Antonio is getting arrested along with her boss because he is a male escort. And then the following day, Jake is in the studio with Damon and Damon signs the band. So the luck has completely shifted. I find it funny. Like she loses her job. She leaves jail. She gets soaked by two cars. He gets a new apartment. Yeah. A new life. Why does he get a new apartment? Like, I'm confused about question. that. great question. I agree. Like, I'm very confused. Like, because... There you've... is no job where no. you... They're like, oh, you're, we'll hire you, and here's a new apartment. Like, my old apartment's just fine. You yeah. Just give me that in salary. How about that? <laughs> she gets home to her apartment. Ashley goes home, and there was a flood, and everything is destroyed, and there's mold in the walls, and it's just a crap show. Yeah. And then she ends up moving in with her two friends. Yes, who are just like the sweetest. Dana, Dana and Maggie. Yeah, so she sleeps at her bestie's apartment and she breaks a mirror, gets her hair stuck in a hair dryer, gets a zit, probably from all the stress she's going through. Oh no, a zit. Oh no, like not that every other normal person in the world gets zits. I, th- there's a few moments in this movie where Ashley is getting unlucky in a closed room. It happens later at Jake's house in the uh, in the uh, laundry room. Yeah. And in this case, it's in the bathroom. Oh, my God. Where yes. from Fudge. the outside, you can hear calamity occurring. She's like, oh, no. She's like screaming. <laughs> Things are getting smashed. Yeah. And the other actors, the other characters in these scenes are always like, hey, is everything okay in there, sweetie? <laughs> like, no, obviously not. It sounds like she's murdering a turtle in there. Like, things oh, are going poorly. the turtle. I don't even know where the turtle came from. But I, don't, I don't know why I brought that in. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird analogy. I'm just wondering what... Oh, no. She does go and seek out the tarot card reader and she basically says like the man who you kissed took your luck from you so you need to go and find him and give him a kiss again which I mean it's it's just that simple Devin it's just that it's simple. a romantic go comedy you just gotta kiss him. the guy and you so, gotta find the guy but but the deal is you gotta yes, find the guy you gotta find the guy so she gets all of the pictures all of the the headshots of the guys who were the dancers at the party I have to say this this part of the movie is my best scene because oh, I is. actually think it's genuinely funny because she's seeking out these guys, kissing them in really random, awkward spaces or positions. And 
like i i laughed i was like oh my gosh that's good like the guy's getting married oh my god like what is happening she's actually gonna go for it oh my god she does like it was it was funny i liked it best scene it was and the the thing that i find interesting about this in that the audience is aware Mm -hmm. that jake's picture isn't (laughs) gonna be in that pile because he snuck in he's not actually a dancer with that company (laughs) yeah so theoretically she's never gonna end up kissing him which is how it plays out she kisses all the guys but one yes and then she ends up going on a date with her bachelor friend she from the elevator yeah david pennington is david his name Pennington. yes yes and this is actually my best scene okay the art show the art show okay well dive I, in. I call it the mud people scene specifically <laughs> that okay. was the part I that do i do love that scene too that was a close <laughs> second for it's me because it leads into it right like the whole finding the guy leads into this but yes i'm glad it's your favorite scene so ashley's at this uh art exhibit with her love interest david yes and they started being love interests while she was lucky and mm-hmm. now she's become unlucky. So, like, he's kind of invested in the relationship a little bit. She walks in. The main feature is this mud sculpture. It's super gross. It looks like poop. And she kind of exclaims, like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. That's poopy. It turns out that uh, she's meeting his mom, and that is his mom's <laughs> art installation. Oh, my God. And you know what I have to say? She was, like, the mom, she was really good in it. Like, the snooty mother who's like, oh, oh, he's much better for you. Go for him. Like, I loved that. Right. And the him that you're describing is that um, as this extremely awkward exchange is going down, Ashley recognizes one of the waiters. The last waiter. As being... Or the last dancer. She recognizes one of the waiters as being the last dancer from that troupe that she hasn't kissed yet. So she's like, oh my God, that's the guy. So things are going really bad with David. She's like, and the mom, she's like, I'm just going to go to the washroom real quick. She doesn't go to the washroom. She goes to track down that waiter and she ends up jumping on him to attempt to kiss him. It turns out, well, like, he's a dancer, he's in the show, and there's a mud people show that's about to happen. And, like, all of these random waiters, they take off their clothes, and they've got, like, this mud person onesie yeah, on, this leotard. I almost want it, you know? And, like, each one that takes off their clothes, the spotlight kind of jumps to them, and then it jumps to the next person, and then it jumps to this poor guy who's now on the ground, and Ashley is on top of him. The yeah. thing that I liked about this is that she quickly, on the fly, is like, He's having a heart attack! And she starts, like, pounding on his chest, gives him mouth-to-mouth, which is just her way of kissing him. The thing that I liked is that the whole crowd was like, hey, she saved his life. Wow, good job. I know, and they're all clapping at the end. I loved that. Great job. Even even the mother, she was like, oh, you saved his life. You saved his life. And the thing that I liked about this is that I thought they were going to start to transition the story into... Maybe you just make your mm. own luck. Yes, okay, I did as well. That's interesting. No, it's not. She ends up slamming into that mud sculpture and gets uh, arrested again, which is kind of strange. Yeah, she got arrested again, which I'm like, I don't really understand why she was arrested again. I guess trespassing on art? Art? Trespassing on art. No, I don't think that's actually a thing, but like that's my guess. It's my definitely guess. not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it's not, <laughs> but I'd like to think that it is in this case. Trespassing on art. I don't even think she knows why she was arrested. So no, I don't think Trespassing on art. I don't even think the mom knows. She was just like, you got to get her out of here. I'm going yeah. to murder her. <laughs> okay, so then after she gets released again, and she's just uh, still full of mud and she goes into a diner to eat 
And, of course, she has no money, which I don't know where it went. Officers are pretty aggressive on the trespassing on arts. Um, you know, they, they really want to enforce those laws. Oh so they God. probably, you know, they there took was probably it a and threw it down. Threw a kerfuffle. Yeah. I like that. This scene is really weird. The scene, where she starts eating the guy's food? Yeah, like she basically kind of just starts, ends up eating off of a man's plate some bacon and shoving it in her mouth. and She's at her wit's end. Yeah. She's freaking out a little and, bit. And, uh, you know, I'm sure she's stressed, really tired, upset. Jake is there. He is eating and he sees her struggling. And so he puts his sandwich in a napkin and leaves and chases after and says, hey, like, you know, I here's a sandwich. Here's, you know, something to eat and whatever. And like, I love your paraphrasing of this conversation. I don't know. It's, hey, here's a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to walk up to you. And this is when they meet again, though, without masks. And he helps her. He even helps her, like, get a job at the bowling alley. He sees himself in her, in that, like, all these bad things. Like, even at the diner, she goes to throw salt over her shoulder. And oh she hits uh, the owner, yep. like, in the face with it. Um, she sits in the wet paint. So he's he kind of tells her, like, listen, I was I was the mayor of Unlucky Town. Right. Let me help you a little bit. The bowling alley job, she... She sucks at it because of her unluckiness. But is that really the best job for somebody who's that unlucky? Like going under the pins at the bowling alley, fixing light bulbs up on high ladders. I mean, I guess so because he did it before. I don't he know. Did it's it just before. interesting. It's the owner's going to have a lot of um, patience. Uh, patience because he's right. dealt with Jake being unlucky. So now it's just Ashley's unlucky instead. So yeah, the band is doing well, has to come up with a new song and... Ashley comes in with a win after being at the studio one day with Jake and says that I have a solution for you. You can use my friend Maggie's song. This also confused me a little bit because like, <laughs> so Maggie walks in, she plays her song for them one time. Yeah. Immediately McFly's like, all right, let's speed it up. Let's give it a little bit of pizzazz and away we go. And then they just start playing the song after having listened to it. Live in that moment, just once. They're like, all right, we got it. We got all the lyrics. We're good to go. Hey, Harry, double the tempo. Danny, Tom, why don't you kick it off tight and rough it up a bit? same time reveals to them hey you also sold out this hard rock cafe new york hard Times rock Square. venue yeah yeah exactly so now you guys are gonna have this big huge live performance with your new song damon is talking about how yeah you know you you saved my life twice you know this time and then the time when i almost got hit by a taxi and in that moment ashley realizes that he's the one that she kissed at the masquerade event so she kisses him and gets her luck back that's right and everything kind of fits into place for her she gets her old job back antonio is actually with her boss now they're engaged they're going to be married like everything just kind of falls in place and of course he his life jake's life starts to fall apart again damon doesn't want them to play maggie's song everything kind of just goes wrong and so they have you know, their show, Ashley's friends are going, they're getting ready to go and Ashley's going to, there's a meeting for her job, but instead at last, at the last minute, she decides to go to the show with her friends. I guess she has some kind of change of heart of, wow, I, I kind of took my luck for granted and yeah. it genuinely was able to change Jake's life for the better. So maybe he should have my luck sort of thing. And meanwhile, Jake is drowning 
at this show. Yeah. They can't find the drummer. He's locked <laughs> under stage, under the stage he somehow. Damon's there. He's freaking out. He's really upset. Nothing's going right at this show right now. Yeah. And then Ashley walks in. Are we at the Ashley walk? Yeah, part? Ashley yeah. walks in and um, kisses, kisses him and gives <laughs> gives her his luck and gives him her luck. Yeah. And you know, after the show, the show goes great. After the show, she decides that she's fallen for him and decides that instead of you know going for him because really the luck will just transfer back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, she goes to Grand Central Station and she decides that she's going to go see her parents for a while. She goes to Grand Central Station with literally no luggage. Well, because all of her stuff is gone. Oh, because I was going to say, like, are you just going to get on a train with heels and a really nice dress and just, like, take off? I guess so. Bye. That explains it, because I was yes. like, that is another hole. Um, but it doesn't matter anyways, because, you know, with her bad luck now, all the trains are delayed. And Jake is there. Jake's did, already there. How did he get there so fast? Like, he was at a table talking to people. She left... And There's a lot of inexplicable rom-com magical <laughs> moments in this movie. And you're like, how did that magical happen? That's moments. romantic comedy. It's just, it, it just Yeah, happens. just go with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, so he convinces her to stay. And, they, and she does. And they decide, which I thought was really, really cute. This is, the, this is a really good ending to the, to the movie. We haven't talked about her this entire time, but Katie. Katie is cousins with Jake. She's probably 10. 10 years old, and she has the worst luck. It must run in the family. Mm -hmm. They decide to give her a kiss on the cheek to pass on the luck. That, that's how it ends. There's a lot of this movie that's just like, and then that's that's how it happens because that's <laughs> the way it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the end. And they end up together. They end up kissing. They end up they kissing and now, they're together. Yeah, they can now kiss luck unluck free. It's a romantic comedy. They, they It ended and they kissed. They're together forever. And they're together. <laughs> Uh, quick facts. The film was meant to be a starring vehicle for Lindsay Lohan to transition from family fair to adult roles. It was deemed a failure and the movie's well-publicized production woes centered around Lindsay's unprofessional behavior behind the scenes, which marked the beginning of her career downfall. She would often not show up for filming, calling in sick for many reasons, including tummy aches, the flu, or ear aches. The shots of the McFly concert in Times Square were actually shot in England for McFly's home fan base. While changing lighting and camera angles, McFly would play their other songs for the fans before playing the ones for the movie while filming. For the filming of the concert scenes in England, fans were told when booking their tickets that they could be in the filming for this movie. They told them this so that they wouldn't bring any merchandise or banners um, so that it would seem like McFly was really an undiscovered band. This is Lindsay Lohan's second non-Disney movie. The first was Mean Girls in 2004. Samir Armstrong, who played Maggie, and Chris Carmack, who played David Pennington, were both in the TV series The O.C. in 2003. Chris is also not credited in the cast list for his role as David Pennington. Lindsay Lohan has starred in a number of movies that involve some sort of swapping. This one is no different. In this movie, her character swaps fortune and luck with another man. In Freaky Friday in 2003, her character swaps bodies with their mother. And in 1998's The Parent Trap, she plays both twin sisters who swap lives and pretend to be one another. While filming in New Orleans, a local newspaper published a long article detailing Lindsay's partying and wondered if it would have a negative effect on her career, as she was at the time the most in-demand actress in Hollywood. 
around the one hour and 27 minutes mark, when the band McFly is preparing to go on stage for the Hard Rock Cafe, Dougie Pointer is playing Carousel by Blink-182. We're on to honorable mentions. So like I said earlier, um, and throughout this episode, I've kind of been thinking of my honorable mentions. And my honorable mention is Brie Turner. She is the Judy Greer (laughs) to Jennifer Garner. Does that make sense? No way. It doesn't make sense. I never know how to do those. (laughs) (laughs) She is to Lindsay Lohan what Judy Greer is to Jennifer Garner. Is that what you're trying to get at? Yes. Okay. Here we go. Okay. What was it again? Uh, I'm going to leave all this in. No. Try it again. (laughs) Brie Turner is to Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. What's the middle in between (laughs) part? (laughs) How how Judy Greer is to Jennifer Garner? Yeah. uh, Yes, yes, yes. Hey, there you go. Look at you. Yeah. I never know how to do those. Even like growing up when like there'd be like a math problem and they'd be like, this is to this as this is to this. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, Brie Turner is to Lindsay Lohan. That Judy Greer is to Jennifer Garner. Is yes. Kind of right? Yes. yes. Okay, that is what it is. Done. That's my honorable mention. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. My honorable mention yeah. is... Madame Z. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Played by Tova Feldsch. Uh, she's the person responsible for explaining to Ashley that her fate is about to change mm. with the uh, tarot cards. Like I said, unpopular opinion. I don't believe in tarot cards, okay? I don't believe that people can see into the p- future or predict stuff or like read the lines on my hand or whatever. But this was a movie that needed someone in the movie to explain the premise of the movie to the characters in the movie. You know what I mean? Like somebody had to sit down with everybody and be like, listen, here's what the F is about to happen, guys. And Madame Z, she achieved that goal. She was like, look, Lindsay, get your ass over here. You're lucky. You're about to not be. And that's the guy. Go kiss him. Well, she didn't tell him to go kiss him, but. I liked that. That's a really good I like that a lot. Honorable mention. That's a good that's we need a good somebody one. to spur along the story. And Madame you Z did. is in for about thirty seconds and she achieves all of that. Also, Tova is a Tony and Emmy nominated uh, Broadway star. Wow, that is very cool. Yeah. What should have been? Okay, so my what should have been Maggie. One okay. of Lindsay one of Ashley's besties. We're is about she... to have the same what should have been. Oh really? Keep going, keep going. Okay, is she a songwriter or did she want to become a singer herself? I think if she did want to become a songwriter, then yes, her dream was fulfilled and kickstarted. But if she wanted to become a singer, then I think she should have been discovered or something along those lines. Yeah, I agree. That was strange because she was also um, like they were going to use her song and she was just so pleased yeah. that they were going to use her song that I was like, yo, you get paid for that song? <laughs> like, is there a contract written out that they can use your song? Obviously, this romantic comedy really... Um, fluffs up a lot of the details and there are some plot holes so theoretically maybe she was but I, I yeah I did also find it strange that she was just oh yeah they might use it they might not and that's totally cool like well, what do you mean that's totally cool get some money for that I was least. gonna say you, you had to have signed something over to give them their song yeah. and not only that like wouldn't you be a little bit more rattled when they're not using your song 100% yeah I agree. So we don't have the same what should have been. My what should have been is that the two friends, Maggie and Dana, they should have had their own love interests. Yeah, that would have been cute. I would have. Yeah, yeah. I 
they deserved it, you know? Like they're they're struggling with their non-luck magic and just chugging along like a normal human being. Well, and this movie They deserve love. This is also a classic romantic comedy where every single plot point or feature or thing that happens is created for the purpose of serving Lindsay Lohan's character. Ooh, I like that. You know, like, remember the joke in Isn't It Romantic when she shows up at her apartment and her (laughs) best friend is there and she's like, don't you have a job? And he's like, no, like, everything I do is to serve you. (laughs) And that's kind of how it feels like with Maggie and Dana. Like, everything they do is to assist um, Ashley's love interest or assist her story or keep her story going. It's like they don't exist outside of the moments that she's there with them. And I would have liked, you know, like Brie Turner. Yeah. Um, we don't even know what she does. We don't know what. We, oh, no. She works at the PR Well, yes. But her. I mean, what really she truly does. We know yeah. that Maggie does mail. She does mail? She does mail. What? She does mail. What? She does mail? That's what she does. Yeah. So when the what, boss what comes and says. does mail? How do you do mail? You, like, you collect the mail from the. She's a postal worker? Or? No. Oh. From the postal worker. And you sort it. And then you bring it around to everybody in the office. That's what mail oh, is. Oh, she does mail she at She does mail at, at Lindsay Lohan. Like at oh, Ashley's office. Right. Come on now. There the, they're barely in this movie. And I wanted to see a little bit more from them. Fair or, or at least give them some love interest. Give them somebody to love up. Okay. <laughs> or to love them up. Oh, I love it. And now overall rewatchability. Chemistry, two. Storyline, three. Thirst factor, three. Imagination, three. Soundtrack, two. Cheese, two. For a total score out of 15 out of 34, 2.5 out of 5. 2.5 out of 5? Yeah. So mine is chemistry, two. Storyline, one. Thirst factor, 3.5, because individually they are still very attractive people. Imagination, three. Soundtrack, three. McFly, like, pretty good. I don't think every single song needed to be McFly, but, like, you know. Cheese, one. For a total score of 13.5, which is a 2.25 out of 5. And this has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Just My Luck. If you are listening to us on Spotify, please follow us. Yo, you made it this far. You would be remiss if you did not follow us. Or if it's on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. And, hey, leave a review. It takes, like, 15 seconds depending on how much you want to say about us. Follow us on Instagram at Rewind and on TikTok at Rewind. Thanks for listening.